welcome to Chewing the Fat with Melf and Grimmy. Two PTs talking about life inside and outside of the fitness industry. Welcome everyone to episode 18 of Chewing the Fat with Melf and Grimmy. And Melf, what are we going to be talking about today? We are going to be talking about goals and not just celebratory goals. What's, goal. the, best goal? What's the best goal celebration? I like the Alan Shearer. Oh, Klinsman. Klinsman. Old school Klinsman. I don't like any of the fancy ones, just the straight up run to the corner flag with your arm up. I think I tried a fancy one, failed once and that. I thought, you know what? <laughs> Actually, mind you, have you ever seen the, any of the NFL ones, the American football ones? They're oh, pretty mate, cool. new level, new level. But no, we're talking about actual setting goals and do we actually have to have a goal? How do you achieve it? And also, if you've achieved your goal, what next? Yeah, it's because we have our um, online program called The Game Changer and it is, it is like a, almost like a fat loss body transformation program. And when people complete it, almost at the end of the eight weeks, they lose, um, I don't know, stone in body fat, for example, and they kind of struggle where to go next with it sometimes. And if sometimes, sometimes someone doesn't have, have a goal, it can be a slippery slope back to the starting point. Yes, and sometimes the goals have to have meaning behind it. And sometimes when you've gone through a, such an emotional, life-changing experience like fat loss, you'd almost sometimes lose that meaningful, no, you've achieved it. Like what, what can I now do? That's going to be, have the same meaning. Yeah. I mean, even when you think about, we won the comp last year, which we're actually still standing champions because there isn't one this year. <laughs> yeah. So we've actually got for two years in a row, haven't we? Get in there. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, you know, what it was like, Mike, we, we trained really, really hard for that. Our, our focus was to win the competition. We won the competition and then, you know, literally a day after, I think for probably about a good, month after i probably did even pick up a bar i didn't do any exercise really whatsoever after the comp because you almost felt like you've achieved that goal so you kind of think what's next you know me and my names and today actually it's oh, a oh. It's, it's, it's a good one today his, his name's uh, robert weinberg and he's did a research paper out of miami university and um, he does classify it quite nicely and there goes there are three well typically there are three different types of goals so he said the first one is normally an outcome goal and that usually refers to winning or losing like coming first in a sprint race or say winning a physique competition next one is like performance goals so it could be like referred to one's actual performance so relation to their own standard for example like i'm looking to attend the gym three times a week or i'm looking to increase my five rep max by say five kilos and these ones are generally under control from the individual and not dependent on winning or losing as an outcome goal as well. And the last one he says is a process goal. And that is normally concerned with how someone generally performs. So in a particular skill, for example, like, okay, when they, when you speak to a client, say, right, next time you squat, keep your chest elevated during a squat and they achieve this and they've achieved that goal as well. So I guess in some ways, most of most goals that people set are, are normally sort of outcome goals really, aren't they? So, yeah, I really like that second goal you said, Mike, as well, because I think, is it the performance goal you mentioned? Correct, yes. Yeah, yeah. so I, I like that because the fact of attending the gym, doing uh, some form of training program will almost lead to that outcome goal. Instead of constantly focus purely on outcome, 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 Correct. focus on the processes 
every every day you know like if we if we've got a, if i've got a client who wants to lose a stone not to think about losing a stone because it's very overwhelming but think about all the things they can do throughout the day like go for a walk and yeah. if they're tracking their food or making better decisions with food so i, I really like the idea of a performance goal leading to an outcome goal yeah exactly i was thinking a lot of this in relation to working with athletes and he said that the cases can be made to focus on one type of goal or another. He said research suggests that all three types of goals can be effective in enhancing performance. So like combining all three he said, mm. but he said athletes who use process and performance goals rather than outcome goals, exhibit less anxiety, greater levels of confidence, enhanced concentration, great satisfaction and improved performance. So like you mentioned as well, these are things that they're doing more regularly. So you're constantly achieving goals, whether it be daily, weekly, and then, maybe once every three to six months or even like annually, you're achieving your outcome goal. So it's like the outcome goal for rugby players could be right. We want to say finish top three in the league. However, each week we're looking to uh, turn up to training twice a week on a Saturday. We're looking to reduce our penalty count by, by one or to maintain it. So literally each week you're looking, you have, process and performance goals but also you've got the outcome goal at the end of the year which you can attain mm. to as well so rather than thinking it must be right okay well we've got a win on saturday uh, we've got to you know score the most points in the league and and sometimes it's all focused around outcome out yeah i mean i've got a good question for you mike as well because i think when way back when i was probably late 20s i was probably you know fed say a little bit leaner what some people maybe consider the best condition possible. Um, then I went into a lot of strength training, got super, super, super strong. And now probably about five years later, six years later, I'm nowhere near as lean. I'm nowhere near as strong as I used to be. How does someone like me refocus without comparing what I'm doing now to the past? Very good question. I think we're both in the same boat. Um, right now, I think, like I say, we're a little bit older, a lot more responsibilities, less time to commit to train, that sort of thing. I think one thing I'm quite keen on is having the right goal at the right time or for the right reason. At that time where me, me and yourself were in much better shape, we had more time to, to allow for training, to allow for mm. correct nutrition, to allow for longer sleep patterns. And, you know, so we were able to have that physique we're able to perform on that level right now it's it's going to be a bit more trickier isn't it so yeah. sometimes we could we could say right matt next year right let's go for the comp again and if we look at our schedules and look at what we can commit to it's, it's going to be increasingly difficult so for us that may not perhaps be the right goal for the right reasons it may just be okay well we're just doing it because it just sounds cool yeah, and I think that is the thing. When, when, when people are almost measuring success, they're just measuring literally through how strong, how fit, how lean they are. But I think, as, as you said, just, just then, Mike, as well, as you get older, your priorities change a little bit. You know, I always, with my clients, maybe get them to score every aspect of their life, so i.e. their health. So they might score that on the 10, but then they might score their, their business or their work on a two, they might score their relationship on a, a three. So other things are suffering because they're putting more into their health. So I always think, I always imagine we want to try and balance their numbers up a little bit. So in a way that, you know, your relationship isn't suffering. 
your your home life, your works and stuff, and your health is optimal. It doesn't always have to be high end because we know from ourselves that training, especially you, Mike, as well, you've competed at a pretty high level that everything else does suffer a little bit. And when you get older, when you've got kids and you've got responsibilities and whatnot, that has to take a bit of a hit, doesn't it? As you do get older, you know, you slow down. Generally, you can't perform as well, so you have to adapt and adjust, really. And, I mean, I was going to ask you a question as well. A common approach to, to goal setting is uh, the SMART goals technique. And is that something that you use at all, Matt? Yeah. I mean, it's kind of a good foundation for any goal setting. So... Ready? Off the top of my head. So we've got S, which is be specific. So when you maybe start a training routine or um, a fat loss plan or whatever it is, you need to be specific about what you intend to do. So you need a clear mindset with what to do. There's no point thinking of random goals. I want to run a marathon. I want to deadlift twice my body weight and I want to lose three stone. They're all really good goals, but they don't really complement each other very well. The next one is M. Is that right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> measurable. Aha, uh-huh, measurable. Yes. And uh, so, what does that mean, buddy? Um, it's, it's kind of like you can't measure. What, you can't manage what you can't measure. So you need some form of measure with your goal. You need something that's tangible so that you know you achieve your goal. If you haven't got something you can measure up against, then you don't know if you've actually achieved the goal. So it becomes very, very hollow, the goal. So i.e. something measurable could be like, I want to drop two dress sizes. That's measurable. Yeah. I, I want to run the, run the London Marathon. That's measurable. Yeah. Mm, um, how about mm. A, Mike? Um, next one is, is it attainable? You know, is it possible? You know, is it within your scope? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, because it is is about being realistic with your goal as well. Um, You know, there's nothing wrong with aiming high, but if you can aim high, it needs to be done over a a longer period of of time. Yeah. Yeah. Because you're only setting yourself up to fail otherwise. Yeah, and the good thing is with like just goal setting, you can have a a long goal over, you know, maybe even like three years to, for example, run a marathon. But, you know, your short-term goal could be, run a 5k without stopping then it could be a 10k then it would be a half marathon and almost little checkpoints or building up to something that that's bigger um yeah so a goal should always be a a time bound you know i'll have um, a client say i want to lose two stone i don't know when i want to do it i kind of you know as and when that ain't going to happen trust me that is not going to happen you need a specific time to achieve a goal. That's why a lot of people who maybe book 10K runs, because you've got a physical date booked in the diary that you're working towards. And we know in competing in comps, Mike, when you're working towards a, a date, it's, 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 it's a little bit of motivation to get in the gym and train and do your shit. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And we can relate this to performance or even after fat loss you have couples who might want to lose weight together this could even be down to even business goals yeah what's quite interesting about this i mean researchers found that team goals enhance performance at just as effectively as individual goals if they foster individual goal setting so if it's all specific so think back to rugby for example i could say right i want to increase my tackle count from 15 tackles a game to 25 even though that would improve my performance. But if I were to achieve that, I could also risk being out of position by achieving more tackles and Mm. team would suffer because that would leave gaps in the defense and so on. But 
Whereas if I thought actually by increasing my tackle success by say 10%, that would contribute to team success. So I wouldn't necessarily be out of position, but I'm just, when it's time for me to tackle, I'm looking to increase my success percentage on that. So that would increase the team's performance and also percentage. Yeah. So say, Mike, if you had a client or even you could base it on yourself, you've gone for these smart goals, you've achieved this goal, maybe you've refocused, you've decided on another goal, you've gone for your smart goals, you've achieved this process a few times. Sometimes are you at a point where you generally just train? Is it just a point of like sometimes you just have no real specific goal with what you do in the gym? Yeah. If I'm being honest with you, Matt, I'm at that point right now. And I've often said that to clients as well, like at the current time, I think we're in what, well, as you see, if you listen to this now, we're still in the, in the current pandemic there, you know, we're still approaching potentially a second peak. So we've almost had the lockdown eased a little bit and we're, you know, so the gyms have been open a couple of months time and people are getting used to training again. So I've almost encouraged my clients to start, just enjoy training again. You know, don't have to go straight back into, right. I've got to lose a stone or I've got to bench this amount sometimes yeah these having these do your best sort of goals aren't great but i think sometimes you have to think of just a mental health approach and mm. right now i just want people to actually enjoy training rather than feel pressured to have to set a goal um there will there will be times personally for me to reset a goal but right now you know i'm just just getting back into training actually enjoying the endorphin yeah. release as well what about yourself 100 percent in the same situation at the moment at the moment i'm just generally enjoying training and just go into the gym and be like i'm just going to do what i fancy today i'm not going to put too much pressure on myself to do anything i'm not even going to put myself under too much pressure to train if there's a day where i don't feel like it that i'd rather spend the afternoon sitting on the sofa with the missus watching netflix i will do that because training for me at the moment is just about my mental health training is just to, to you know have that endorphin release and I yeah. don't feel pressured that I have to go and do something because I know myself, if I go and force myself, I may not have a good session, make me feel a little bit worse. Yeah, and like we said before, it's, it's doing it for the right reasons. And right now, it's the mental side of things. You know, we want to feel better. We want to get the endorphin release. So, do you know um, what? I'm going to interrupt you there. Do you know what I've been doing lately? Is That's a guilty oh, pleasure, Mike. What, Max Deadlifts? <laughs> no, 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 Mike. I've been I've been training arms three times a week. Oh, nice. What? What? Uh, just a specific tricep or bicep or a little bit yeah, of combo? Yeah, tricep, bicep, superset. And if you know me and Mike, we're not oh, really nice. tricep and bicep sort of guys. Do you know what I mean? We we do like our Olympic lifting. We like our big combat lifts. So I've had a little guilty pleasure three times a week Ooh, of hitting nice. a couple of sets of yeah, some nice skull crushers. Yeah. Yeah, lovely. Um, so yeah, and it's kind of something I'm, I'm kind of enjoying at the moment as well. Yeah, I think that's right. And in all fairness, Matt, I mean, smart goals isn't always a, the be all end or the approach. There are other, other ways of looking at it. There's um, another guy. <laughs> this is his name's brilliant, actually. Um, his name's John Doer or Doa, actually D O E R R, and that's you, like it's such a relevant Billy, name. You're a Billy bullshit, honestly. <laughs> honestly, it's such a relevant name because of what he does. I mean, engineer originally, but he was like an, an original investor and board member of Google and Amazon. So he's clearly like a, a Doer sort of guy, and um, <laughs> that's why I think it's brilliant. Like it, like it. Nice. Um, and he 
has come up with this uh, or this sort of concept of OKRs, which basically means objective and key results. And uh, he did a TED talk a while back, a couple of years ago, and he talks about objectives being, say, the what, you know, and he says an objective is, is what do you want to do? It describes your mission support and goal and sets a deadline for achieving it. And the key results are the how, you know, is knowing how to progress towards your objective. You know, objectives, he says, must be paired with a, a roadmap that will help you know whether or not you're on a path to meet your goals. And he says, typically, there are three to five key results per objective. So we don't necessarily have to do all the smart goals, but I like that, the what and the how. Sometimes, you know, what is your objective? You know, be, be, you know what is it that you want to achieve? You know, and then you work out how. And I like you like you said before in a previous podcast, Matt, I know with clients, you, you set a goal, then work back from that, don't you? Yeah, yeah. Things called like reverse engineering. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's, that's, a, that's a really nice, simple way of looking at it as well. And I, I'll probably do this more with work-related stuff as well. I think of the main objective I want to achieve in six months' time and figure out the path of doing that and set myself little mini goals every week that's going to bring me closer to maybe launching a new product or whatever it may be. A big reason I feel why people fail with their goals is it's got no sense of real purpose. They're just saying, mm -hmm. well, you know... If I come out locked down a few kilos heavier, you know, I should lose a bit yeah. of weight. You know, it's just. I think as well, I don't, I don't know about you, but a, a lot of people almost feel this like, I don't know, maybe it's a bit of society actually make you feel like you need to lose weight. You know, oh, I need to lose a few pounds. But actually, when it comes to it, you're not that bothered by it because you, you, you kind of will get stuck in and get it done. Yeah, absolutely. And we have a responsibility ourselves as coaches, as trainers, as. And if you are fortunate enough to have a coach or to have a, a PT, you know, I've always put my success in sport down to support for my parents and my coaches because mm. they were the ones who held me accountable. You know, these are the guys who kept me on my toes almost. Yeah. I always think of, of, of trainers and coaches as, as guides in a film. You know, you've got your Star Wars, you've got Luke Skywalker, who's the, the star of the show. That's your client. And, I'm trying to think, <laughs> is it Obi-Wan Kenobi, isn't it? Is his guide. Obi-Wan Kenobi is his guide. Is that correct? <laughs> yeah, you're doing well, mate. You've got Yoda, the original one. but you're, Yoda. Yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. So I don't no, want to get it wrong. Yeah. Um, and he's almost the, the guide helping Luke Skywalker achieve his goal. And I think as trainers and coaches, that is, that is our, our, our role, really, is to, to guide people to success. We have a responsibility to help them as much as we can. Cool. So how would you summarize today, Mike, if people are a little bit lost at the moment mm. with how to focus on what they want to achieve? Good question. I would say, think back to the, the OKRs and, you know, the what and the how, and he does talk about, you know, the right goal for the right reason. So I, I think personally, an exercise goal should be purely intrinsic, just to general health. You know, you want to have that want and need to want to be a healthy individual. So that should be something to keep you going. But there shouldn't be any pressure to have to conform to anything extrinsically, you know. You know, consider short and long-term goals just to kind of help you. Think of the staircase in, in energy. You know, the short-term goals, every stair, you achieve something, and then at the top, you've got the main thing. Just think of accountability, not only with your team, but also have things around the house that remind you of your goal. Sometimes we need that reminder of, of why we're doing it. How about yourself, Matt? I think as well, especially with the whole motivation side of it, is do not be, do, 
Don't expect to be motivated 100% of the time. It is perfectly normal to be unmotivated. Um, and take this in your stride because you'll get points of your life when you have a lot of motivation. You'll get points in your life where you don't have a lot of motivation. And as Mike said, if it is a true intrinsic goal, then you're more likely to be actually motivated, motivated every single day with it rather than a flimsy extrinsic goal that you might want to give up after a day because like, yeah, do I really want it? No, not really. Perfect, Matt. Cool. Lovely. Nice. All right, guys, thank you very much for listening to episode 18. We're nearly big on the 2-0 Melf. Stay safe, stay well. What he said. <laughs>